Good morning, my empaths. I hope the day has been treating you well thus far. Just getting some cards ready. I wasn't going to live stream this morning simply because I have got to get ready for my class. I, I run my certification class on Sundays. And I run it pretty early. So I was like, I don't got time. But I was told that I needed to come live because there are major things in the works. I don't know if you feel the shift in energy, but things are massively shifting. And this shift is bringing in like an entire freaking delivery of abundance. Okay. It's like abundance. Get ready for extreme blessings is what I was told to tell you guys. It's time to get ready to receive, receive, receive. All of the things that are rightfully yours are coming right back to you, okay? Um, for some of us, what's, what's rightfully ours has been pushed away or taken away for such a long time, for such a long time now. And a lot of what we're going through right now is nothing but a correction, a recalibration of really what needed to happen. You know, the creating space, ooh, I'll, I'll take those, creating space for us to receive. Sometimes when we have too many hands outstretched um, in front of us, we're not able to properly receive what is rightfully ours, right? Because we're so busy giving away and making more room for more people to receive from us that we forget to leave room for us to receive as well. And that's a very, very common thing for empaths to do. That's a very, see, see the patterns. That's the card flipped over and it says, see the patterns. It's a very common thing for us to do. And I feel like we're all kind of at a point where we are just depleted, exhausted. Um, we have really nothing left to overgive with. And we're still trying to overgive. Now, we have to correct that first and foremost. Okay? I'm not saying don't give anymore. Because it's like asking me to stop giving to people is just impossible. I'm, I'm probably not going to listen to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm most likely not going to listen to that. I'm most likely um, going to just fight it and uh, feel badly and, you know, like just... Mm. So the key is to find that center point, that beautiful place of center where you can still give and be who you are, but not to the degree that it blocks you from receiving. Set it free. What are we being told to set free? I feel like the first thing we should set free is this belief that we are not good people unless we are being martyrs unless we are giving anything and everything away. We have to let that go. I know it's hard and it's scary and you feel like, but, but people won't like me. You're trying to get the wrong people to like you. You're trying to get the people who are not capable of seeing, feeling, knowing the gravity of your presence is the gift. You never had to give anything. This was a very hard thing for me to learn. You know, this was a very, very hard thing for me to learn. The more I gave, the more depleted I became, and the more my fear that me as I am was not enough. 
That's more that became prominent. There will never be a shortage of people who are willing to receive, even if they don't need to. We all do that to some degree. How many of us, if you're at the grocery store and they're giving away a free bag of chips, you don't even like that flavor, but it's free, so we'll take it. That doesn't make you a bad person. That's just part of being a human being. That's just part of being a human being. So when you take that into consideration, you begin to understand that sometimes the giving is not necessary and they just keep receiving, not because they like it, not because um, they appreciate it, but just because it's available. You don't want to be something that's, you know, just because it's available. I'm at a point where I only want to be in spaces and around people who actually want and have the capacity to cherish me, to truly cherish me, where there's no fear of you walking away because, you know, you actually see the real me. You're not here for the benefit. You're not here for whatever ulterior motive. And it's not to say that everyone is around you for an ulterior motive. It's that we have to see what we are doing ourselves, what we ourselves are doing, are doing to create these situations with people. I know I'm very guilty of that because I overgive so much, so much. And it sets this, this tone of, oh, this is the norm. Her overgiving is the norm. This is what I should expect. So when she doesn't overgive me, then something's wrong have to stop doing that. And if you do that, you have to be honest with yourself and also begin the process of no longer doing that. It's important. That's a very important thing to correct if you really truly want to have peace in your life. See the patterns. So I recognize the patterns that um, that cause me to experience the things that I experience. This is, we have to step out of that space of blaming people like, you did this to me. No, we did this together. I established this, you liked it, and you helped me maintain it. We maintain that dis, um, disharmony, that dis-ease together, okay? We don't have to blame anymore. We have to enter into a more powerful space. And that more powerful space is accountability. Accountability has nothing to do with blame. It has everything to do with ownership of your decisions. And realizing that when you own your decisions, you begin to understand how you got yourself to where you are right now. I just got a notification. It says, know when to stop and give up. Ooh. <laughs> mm. We have to know when to stop and when to give up. We have to. We have to. When there's no longer conversation, when there's no longer an exchange of thoughts, of truth, of needs, that's no longer a friendship. That's no longer a relationship. And that's the time you need to begin considering why you're still there, why they are still there. Has it been done, finished, 
but both of you are afraid of what happens when you walk away. Find the courage. Find the courage to have the conversation. <coughs> when you find the courage to have the conversation, you then become a higher expression of yourself and your truth. When you become a higher expression of yourself and your truth, you dilate the pathways that abundance uses to enter into your life. This can be an abundance of friends that are genuine, of um, people, potential partners, life partners that have the capacity to love you at the depth you are craving. Have you ever craved something? Have you ever craved uh, maybe an experience, maybe a person? Have you ever craved a conversation, like to have a conversation and, and you can't have that, but you want to have it so badly? Have you ever craved someone's presence? You want to be around them so badly, but you can't. You can't. Oftentimes when we use the word crave, it carries with it this connotation of you just can't get enough of it. It's something that no matter how much of it you have, it's just not enough. It reminds me of this Paula Abdul song. Um, I forgot the words. <laughs> You're the whisper of a summer breeze. You're the kiss that puts my soul at ease. What I'm saying is I'm into you. Here's my story and the story goes. You give love, you get love, and more than heaven knows. You're gonna see, gonna run, gonna try. Gonna take this love right to ya. All my heart, all the joy. The, the, the words come next and I can't remember it. Rush, rush. Okay. Even when I'm right next to you, you're still too far away. If I'm not inside your arms. See, even if they're right next to you, they're still too far. And it's almost like, what, what exactly are you craving? What do you want? Are you looking in other people and craving something that already exists inside you, but you're afraid to bring it out. You're afraid of what happens when you allow that part of you to rise to the surface. For many of us, we are deep dwellers. We dwell in the deep, the deep thoughts, the deep feelings, the deep emotions. It's scary to live a surface existence. It's just, it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. It really truly is. Oh. Leilani. I love this woman so much. She says, I often feel the most lonely when I'm with others. Are you sure you feel lonely or do you feel them? 
Do you feel the disconnect? That's kind of the question we have to ask. Are we so focused on the feelings that we feel, not knowing where those feelings come from? And those feelings being the very thing that blocks, that coagulates those energetic pathways that abundance uses to enter into your life. I've learned to be more fluid. I've learned to thin out my energy, not deplete it, but thin it so it flows more freely. I am someone who is just very, very thick in my emotions often. It doesn't mean I'm emotionally imbalanced. It means I am now finally, finally at a place within my life where I can give myself permission to feel. That's powerful. Coming from a place where I never allowed myself to feel, where people only ever saw me uh, very polished, very quiet, and very um, intentional with my words. You know, they didn't really see me joke around. They didn't really see me do anything. I've, I never spoke about the deep things that I think about. It's always just what do we need to do? What, what needs to be done? Like I'm managing people, managing life. And I finally entered into a space where I'm living life. I'm feeling the full range of motion and emotion. And it's a very beautiful thing. It's a very, very beautiful thing to be able to feel so deeply and know what I'm feeling is mine. And so now... I've begun to recognize the experiences that I've been having over the past couple days, past couple weeks, past couple months. It's been preparing me, it's been preparing us to receive extreme abundance. Extreme abundance. I was talking to someone very near and dear last night. We were chatting and I was kind of just sharing a few details of... Um, some of my thoughts and stuff. And I had said, you know, am, am I even really accomplishing anything? Am I really even doing anything? You know, like it, it feels like I'm doing a lot, but at the same time, it, it doesn't. It feels like I haven't gotten anything done. Like I haven't gotten anything done. I ended up having to screenshot it. <laughs> I screenshot it and then I sent it back to them. And I was like, this part, <laughs> this part, like, oh my God, this part. Because they said, I say you doing a hell of a lot, not to mention the things that you do that you don't mention. And this part, you don't do it for clout or to count. That's why it doesn't feel like you're doing anything because that's naturally you. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I had to sit there for a moment, like, oh my God, how true is that? Because I was feeling like I wasn't trying enough. I wasn't trying hard enough. I wasn't doing enough. 
I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't enough, enough, enough. And it's like, if it comes natural to you, if you're just being you, it takes no effort. And that's the moment I realized, whoa, okay. So I'm not putting effort because this is now my natural flow. I finally entered into this wide river of my life flow. They're no longer tiny little streams and creeks halted by boulders and whatnot. I'm fully in the river and I'm being pushed with zero effort closer and closer to that end point of the ocean. And they say all the rivers end to the, they end up in the ocean anyways, right? It is a trauma response, Leilani. It's called imposter syndrome. It's a trauma response. And for those who, who aren't aware of what's been going on the past few weeks, um, in about a month, it actually has, it's, I, I think it's almost a month now. I considered finally starting the nonprofit and began looking into information. And within a month of that first thought of, okay, I'm really, I think I'm really going to do this, like take a workshop to see what it's about. <laughs> That's what I mean. The moment I decided to take a workshop to see what it's about, just to see what it's about, that was about four weeks ago at this point. In the course of four weeks, um, I launched a nonprofit church. I've written the bylaws. I formed a board. I've been raising money. Um, I transferred three memberships, created an entire academy, built four websites, and I'm running several campaigns in a matter of four weeks, on top of all the things that I already had scheduled in those four weeks. And I'm over here, but I'm not doing enough. <laughs> And maybe we feel that way because we understand the gravity of how much more there is to do. And maybe it's simply a case of needing to just be patient with ourselves. The abundance comes. I feel it working its way. I'm not even digging. I'm not digging. I'm finally just laying in the grass staring at the sky, enjoying the sunshine. And it's beautiful. And when I say I built four websites, I'm not a web developer. I'm not a web builder. So in addition to trying to do that, I'm also learning <laughs> computer coding because some of the functions, the widgets, I didn't like it. And uh, so, and I, this is my first time working with widgets, so. Um, yeah. And then one of my besties introduced me to the world of spreadsheets last Sunday, because I was having an all time <laughs> meltdown. Uh, I was having a life crisis in that moment. And she told me about spreadsheets. Oh, my God, I live for spreadsheets. Did you know you could freeze the rows so that you could organize everything? I have the entire 2022 
spreadsheet it out for expedites. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying. I'm just saying. So that way, and I put check boxes. So that way I can know and rotate out all of my <laughs> expedites so that it's it's fresh every week. <laughs> Um, I also realized we have over 300 types of services that are currently being offered. There's also another about 275 that I haven't loaded onto the website. And now I'm realizing just how unrealistic and unfair my expectations of myself are. But here's the thing. I won't attack myself for it anymore. That's the very part of me that keeps me so fucking productive. I won't be shamed for being productive either. I won't. I won't. I won't. I built an entire academy from scratch. No templates from scratch from scratch. That's some damn good shit. And I made sure to do it in a way so that all my students can have a much easier flow as they try and access the information to learn. Mm. It just feels like life is coming together and all the effort that I'm putting in during this period it's all for my goodness anyways. So do I need to sit here and feel like I'm being overworked? No. The only time I go to bed is when I can't keep my eyes open anymore and I keep plugging away until I just really, I'm making mistakes at that point in what I'm typing for code. It's time to go to bed. The first thing that happens when I wake up is what other stuff do I need to do? And now I have spreadsheets. Oh my God with check boxes that really quantify and give you this number at the very top of how many you've finished, how many tasks you've finished. It's a beautiful thing to be able to see in a tangible way exactly what you've accomplished. So people might be like, oh my God, you, you're just, whoa. If I can't see what I'm getting done, I can't properly appreciate the work that I've put into it. I just, we need to see exactly what we are accomplishing so we could truly understand the gravity, the gravity of what we are here to do. I was doing all that in a matter of weeks. I had, I had built about, because, okay, it's at nine. I have nine URLs at this point. <laughs> because I didn't like the way it looked, and so I rebuilt it all. So I've, I've built about nine websites in a matter of two weeks on top of doing my workload. And I'm not a web builder. It's okay. It's okay to excel. 
It's okay to accomplish things. It's okay if other people can't celebrate what you are accomplishing for yourself. It's okay to keep it to yourself for as long as you want and need. As long as you can remember. You can remind yourself if you can't remember. It is okay to excel. It is okay to succeed. It's okay to accomplish. And it's okay to let go of the people who can't do it with you. I've been in the presence of people here and there over my life who have really not liked how hard I can work, how far I can go. I My work ethic, not so much now because I've been going at it for quite a few years with no break, but before that, <laughs> I literally could stay up about three days straight, no coffee, no nothing finishing off a project. That's not a bad thing. And the people who couldn't do that, they would shame me. They would tell me like, you know, this, you're just a workaholic and you're this and that, you know, like even when I was a teen, like, oh my God, you're too much and blah, blah, blah. And I realized as I got older the issue wasn't me because I wasn't asking them to keep up with me. The issue was the fact that they realized they couldn't keep up with me. And that's a theme that I've dealt with pretty much my entire life. An old friend had pointed out that I need to recognize it's very, very hard to keep up with someone like me. And to remember to have grace for the people who cannot and can't be quiet about their sense of failure when they realize they can't keep up. When they look at me and they see that it seems as though it takes very little effort to me to learn, to accomplish, to do things. And see, that's the thing I never understood. Like, why are you getting mad at me? I'm not forcing you to keep up with me. I just want to get this done. I have a work ethic that I know is just ridiculous. I have the ability to hyperfixate for prolonged periods and learn at a very, very accelerated rate. But I don't expect that of other people. And see, part of why I'm sharing this is that I know so many of you can relate this thing of you don't expect your type of performance from other people, your type of productivity, your type of grace, your type of patience, love, whatever it is, you don't expect it from other people. And yet people still shame you for being able to do that to that degree. And it was never because of you. You never had to shrink yourself. It was their own insecurities it was their own insecurities the problem was never you it was an issue they didn't want to deal with see like with me I don't understand that like I honestly genuinely don't understand that because I've never wanted to be the big fish in a small bowl I've always been very content with being a tiny 
barely hatched guppy in a huge ocean. I love being around people who are smarter than me. I love hearing things I know nothing about. I made the acquaintance of one gentleman at the workshop. Um, and I'm just like, he's ridiculously smart. It's amazing. <laughs> he's ridiculously smart. I'm just like, oh, tell me more. Can we hop on Zoom for this? <laughs> I'm not even joking. I told my husband, I got a meeting today. He's like, oh, for what? We got to talk about stuff. Oh, I'm drooling. <laughs> He's so ridiculously smart. I love it. He knows about so much, like to the depth that my curiosity requires. That's what I require to that depth. You can't just tell me about information and then not be able to go as deep as I want. I want to drown in it, baby. <laughs> drown me in the info and and he's capable of that i'm just like yeah that's amazing it's amazing yeah i was telling i was telling my team i don't know if this man is good for my health because i opened an entire new folder in my bookmarks <laughs> just with the information that he mentions I'm just saying, I should make a spreadsheet. <laughs> I should make a spreadsheet just for that man. And and like, okay, sir, these are the questions I would like you to answer. <laughs> and he would do. He would. He would. I'm just like, he, he sends audio um, messages. So because he's talking about the stuff and it's like this like 30 minute block of audio. I'm over here in the grocery store with my earbuds. Yeah, no, no. I wonder if he knows about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's amazing to me. But see, that's the thing. Most people don't find that amazing. They're intimidated by the gravity of you. You're not even trying to intimidate anyone. And as long as you know within your heart, you're not doing things and accomplishing things just you know, because you're condescending, because you want to show how much more you are than other people. You don't have to feel bad. You don't have to continue to constrict those pathways that allow your abundance in. And I know that's what I was doing. <clears throat> because I didn't have my environment's permission outside of my husband and my children most of the environments that I've existed in do not give me permission to exist at the depth that I exist at. They don't give me permission. It's too much. It's too intense. My husband's over here. I don't know what you're talking about, but keep going. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. And you know what else he said? <laughs> You know what else he said? Like, seriously, you know, and this other stuff, like, we really need to look up this. I'm going to send you the website. I'm going to highlight this stuff. Okay, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to send you the website. I'm going to screenshot it so you can see exactly where you need to read. And then I'm going to send you a different website. <laughs> and then I start talking really, really fast because it's like there's just not enough time to express all of the knowledge that's coming through. And it's okay for you to exist in that way. It's okay for you to be you. 
it's okay for you to love the things you love. My brother has a, a, a pet name for me, nerd, <laughs> nerd. He says, I'm a nerd. And I'm like, I know, right? And he's like, it's good to have at least one or two nerds in your life. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, if I ever have a problem, you figure it out. <laughs> and that's what I do. That's what I do. That's one of my most highly developed gifts. Finding way around your bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my most highly developed gifts. I'll find a way around you. You want to stand in the way? I will find a way around you. And if I can't find a way around you, I will bulldoze right through you. I'll look for other options first. And that's how I've treated every single struggle I've had in life. Just because you make it look easy doesn't mean it is. And just because it isn't easy doesn't mean you shouldn't strive to accomplish it anyways. You want that abundance? Because it's knock, knock, knocking on your door. It's knock, knock, knocking on your door. Shameless sensuality. I'm pretty sure I'm a sapiosexual. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure of it. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, be shameless in your appreciation of your own form. Whether that sensuality is based in your intelligence, in your emotional intelligence, intellectual intelligence, whether it's based in your capabilities, your capacity, uh, whatever it is, be shameless. Be shameless in that. Love yourself there. You were born to create. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I was. I was born to create new worlds, new worlds of being, new internal, intellectual, emotional worlds. Yes. So create, create. Create with your mind, create with your senses, create with your hands, whatever it is, whatever it is, allow yourself to be the creator you are. So many of us actually come from a group of souls that are architects of light. I know quite a few of you were drawn to me because I once spoke about Kathara, Kathara, the shape, you know, geometry of it, the light, the sound, the architecture, the way those things come together. I mean, if you're an architect, start architecting, <laughs> start creating, start building. So many of us fail to allow ourselves to accept as an architect of light, we know how to structure things in a way that makes it safe for everyone who comes through. That's the whole point of learning architect, architecture, right? So that you can understand the logistics of all of this, that you know which piece belongs where and what function it will serve. 
Now, you're not the machinist. You're not the arc welder. You're not any of those things. You are the architect. It's not that you have to do it all yourself. It's that you have to allow yourself to function in the manner with which you were designed to function in that situation. And that's another main thing that I'm learning at this point, where I can't do it all myself. This has to be a group effort. Because what? Because we're building a village. We are a virtual tribe right now. And if we're going to build our village, our physical village, it has to be all of us together. Ooh, made for motion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's time for movement, movement out of the spaces that have kept you confined, confined to this belief that you are not given permission to be what you were created to be. In that um, workshop that I did, I, I almost never do workshops, but I did this workshop and it was amazing, like amazing. And we had to figure out the who of why we are creating a nonprofit organization. It's focused on nonprofits. It's focused on faith-based organizations, FBOs. And, um, you know, it's like I was listening to everyone, quietly listening, being my little introverted self. And everyone's like, I, I, I believe God picked me for this. I believe God picked me, picked me, picked me. And then I had this aha moment. I wasn't picked. Wow. I wasn't picked. <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, no, I wasn't picked. I was custom created specifically to fulfill this mission. That's why I exist. The gravity of it. I wasn't hand chosen by God. No. I was specifically formed and then manifested into physical form specifically to do this. This is why I exist. Then it was like, oh, oh. So it's like, I don't even have to try? No, because everything I do will lead me to that to begin with anyways, that was the plan. Every step I take leads me closer to this end result. That's why I was born. It's just a very matter of fact thing. There's no failure that's going to take place. <laughs> There's just not. Because everything inside me is calibrated specifically to bring this to fruition. This is not for any type of clout or celebrityhood or any of that. I was made to do this. This is what I will do. Whether I'm recognized for doing this or not is really irrelevant to me. But I will not, cannot stop until it is done. I will not, cannot stop until it is done. And then when it's done and it's time for me to step back, it will be handed to the people who were born to continue the work that was started. And that's just that. And to live with that type of certainty, there's no way the abundance is not coming. There's no way. I had to have a conversation with myself the other day. There's no need to rush. There's no need to push. Everything happens and blossoms in time. 
But I need to raise the funds already so we can get started. No. The corporations that will fund this already exist. They're just waiting, waiting ever so patiently to become aware of me and my existence. They will give me everything I need in order to get this done for us. In the meantime, I do the smaller work, the work that can be handled by one person. I raise the smaller amounts, the amounts that are not burdensome to our village. And when all the pieces are in the proper place, we unveil everything. And the corporations that were allowed to exist and acquire wealth specifically to fund our change, they will then become aware of our existence and they will fight with each other to fund us. Mm. And that's the destiny of what I'm doing. That is the destiny of what I'm doing. How does the abundance not come to you when you come into full alignment? The full alignment of it. It happens. It's just a matter of time. I have to not be impatient. By the end of this month, I'll have a portion of what I need. I'm not even questioning it anymore. By the end of this month, I'll be given tangible proof and placed in a space of stability that I've been promised. Not by any man or woman, by creation itself. You know why I'm not allowed to know astrology? Because I'm not allowed to know the timeline or I'll fight it. It's funny. Astrology is suddenly making sense to me. Why? I'm not interested in fighting it anymore. I'm not going to find out the dates and try and do my MacGyver bullshit of <laughs> trying to avoid. I'm not going to do that anymore. No. All I'm doing now is just patiently waiting. Mm. <clears throat> so I hear Michael, and he's like, the lion always provides. For those that know what that means, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> the lion always provides. Michael was assigned a star, Regulus 23. That's the largest star in the Leo constellation. It's considered the heart of the lion. Regulus 23. I was born on the 23rd. Just so that I would remember. Remember what? Why I was made. When was the last time you allowed yourself the space to remember why you were made? We all have a purpose. 
We all have a purpose. What's your purpose? What sets your soul on fire and you would do for free? I'm not getting paid to do this. Right now, I'm not getting paid to do this. In fact, it's affecting my ability to continue making an income <laughs> because my attention is split. It's split four ways, actually five ways. I'm running five businesses right now. It's worth it. It's worth it. Why is it worth it? Well, let me explain my process. A couple of weeks ago, I was frustrated. Super frustrated. <sighs> Can't do expedites because, well, there's some energetic stuff going on. <sighs> and I'm like, I don't care. I'll do it anyways. And Michael's like, we have to keep you safe. Fine. I won't do expedites. <clears throat> frustrated. Super frustrated. I cannot expedite so I can do outreach ministry. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. I thought I was just being a good person. I don't share this publicly. I do expedite so I can do outreach ministry. You know what that means? I give it away. That's the portion of my income that I give away. I go in the local environment, wherever it is I'm living, and I look for people who need help. I give them the supplies they need. I give them the food, whatever it is, temporary shelter, whatever it is. That's what I do. So now I'm frustrated. Can't do that. Haven't been able to do that for some time. Okay. Can't do expedite. So now I'm surging energy with nowhere to discharge it. It's healing, but you can see where the skin was raw. All the way up. All the way up. Right? <clears throat> the energy is burning my hands at this point. Like, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> That's too much energy. If I'm not allowed to do expedites and I'm surging all this energy and I'm frustrated, so that amplifies it even more. What am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? And now it all makes sense. I'm accruing all this energy to push through. What do I mean by pushing through to bring to manifestation exactly what this is? I can't work out because every time the, the morning I wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to work out today because I have an entire gym. Um, I'll dislocate one of my joints and then I, I'll, I'm too injured. I can't work out. <laughs> so, you know, now it makes sense. I'm like, why the fudge? <laughs> why the fudge? What the flim flam? <clears throat> well, because I have to accrue all this frequency in order to push this through into full manifestation. It all makes sense now. This extreme blessing that's coming. And I was taught from childhood that when you are blessed, you share that. That's how you know you're worthy of the blessing. My mother used to always go to the casino and play slot machines. She loved that, right? <clears throat> and she would spend so much, <laughs> but she would win so much. Um, she'd win large amounts. 
usually jackpots. I think she was, <laughs> I think she had abilities she didn't quite understand. <laughs> uh, so what she would do whenever, whenever she won, um, everyone that was with her and anyone, any family member that wasn't with her that she knows is kind of struggling, she would give them each at least a hundred bucks. In my culture, it's called balato. <laughs> you spread the wealth, right? You spread the wealth and that's how you are worthy of that wealth. And so that's what I learned. So when I say extreme abundance is coming, it's time. I'm ready. I'm ready to spread it. I'm ready to spread that wealth. <clears throat> I'm ready to do things and create things that create more abundance in people's lives. I used to think that I've, I wanted more than that was evidence of me being corrupted by money. And I know quite a few empaths can relate to that. You're indoctrinated to believe that money is the root of all evil. I believe that so strongly to the point where I did all of my work completely for free. I would not accept any tips or anything like that. <clears throat> Your hands peeling. Is it the worst that it would get? No. Uh, when I had a miscalibration years ago, um, it wasn't just peeling like that all along these pathways that are used. Uh, it looked like acid was poured on my hand. It is extremely painful and it would crack. Uh, it's kind of like a second degree burn internally. And that was with me mitigating. If I don't mitigate that, it's going to be messed up. <clears throat> it's going to be real messed up. Um, think in terms of, um, nuclear exposure for cellular material. Uh, so that would become genetic abnormalities, things like that. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. I run triple bands of trichotic frequencies. So they'll fuck you up. <laughs> that will fuck you up real good. Um, it's enough if it doesn't get like myelin sheaths, they're insulated sheaths, right? If I don't do my work properly because of my capacity for frequencies beyond the matrix, this time-space matrix, um, it will degenerate my myelin sheaths. And with that, nervous system function will be extremely compromised. So <clears throat> I got to get going. Let me see. Grow together. That's what we're doing. We're growing together. Grow together. <clears throat> it's time. This card keeps coming out. It's time. It's time for us to do our thing. What do you seek? <clears throat> what is it you're trying to do? What do you seek? <clears throat> We have to establish boundaries as we seek our truth, as we seek out our purpose, okay? By summer, we'll see an entire field of sunflowers. Oh, really? I love that. By summer. 
the first structure will be built. And there's going to be an entire field of sunflowers, a village, the eco-village, the soul sanctuary by summer. <laughs> um, make sure your intention is not upside down, okay? Make sure that you hold yourself accountable for your thoughts, your intent, your action, all of that. Ooh, passion, fire. Mm. Your passion is a very thing that can break through that glass ceiling that's keeping you confined. Glass is, when you find the tensile strength of a, an object, it doesn't take much force. <clears throat> it doesn't. Excuse me. Oh my God. Leilani, I seek a co community for people like ourselves. I just can't figure out how to get there. That's what I'm building, baby boo. You've known me for a long time. Al, I'm building it on the land. On half. An entire village that can love, support, and protect Seth. like literally an entire village, a self-sustained eco-village. <laughs> Y'all don't know I'm talking to Leilani on Facebook. <laughs> <clears throat> on all of it? The other half is for the children. The ones who have a purpose just like him. I wasn't sure and I was going to try and purchase another parcel of land. I'll talk to you after. I have to teach class after this. Um, I'll message you after my class is done. So I'm speaking to someone on Facebook. I'm sorry, on YouTube, you guys are like, what's going on? Who's she talking to? There's a very, very special little boy. He's an ascended master. He needs a village to exist in order for him to step into his rightful place. 
That's part of why I was creating this. And I didn't tell his family because I wasn't sure if I could do it. And now they're realizing what it is I'm talking about. Yes. All right. Protection. Everything you're doing right now, it's a very protected thing energetically, all of that. <clears throat> I'm just, I'm like reminded of the first time I came to visit Seth. Yes, ocean lover, that little boy. Do you remember that night, Leilani? Mm. I was so afraid I was going to hurt him if I touched him. Because that was a time where I was recalibrating all of my systems and it was burning my skin. The burns were so bad, so bad. And I was afraid that I would hurt him. He had already suffered so much. I didn't know why you guys trusted me so much. To have me in his presence. <laughs> and then to ask me to touch him. And I remember walking in and you guys were still talking to, I don't know if it was the doctor or the nurse. And he was trying so hard to turn around. He felt me when I was in the elevator. I don't think I ever shared with you. He was like, hurry, 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 run. He knew I was there when I got out of the car in the parking lot. <laughs> he already knew. And he knew when I got in the elevator. He knew when the elevator reached the floor. And he was so excited. And I was so scared. Like, what if I hurt him? I can't control my energy. And they trusted me so much. And I'm just like, what if I'm not worthy of the trust? Oh, my gosh. And I only stayed a few minutes. I didn't want to interfere. And then I remember Christine asked me to just touch his foot. It's like, can you just touch him with your finger? And I was like, <laughs> um, like, okay. And I remember him starting to shake. And that just scared the absolute crap out of me. Like, oh my God, it was only his foot. It was only his foot. I hope I didn't do damage. 
a lot of what I learned from the work that I've done, the reason, part of the reason I have a specialty in neurological function, genetics, cardiac, especially the brain, because of that little boy. Yeah, she says, you still thought you were crazy, but I knew you weren't. Sometimes even when it's hard for us to believe the gravity of why we exist, our lives will bring us the people who can help us to understand the truth of that gravity. And I'm very thankful for everyone who's helped me to overcome my disbelief in myself. I remember when he was still in a coma and I was like, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but he's talking to me. And I, I, I swore you were going to block me. I swore you were going to be like, okay, this girl has lost her mind. She's lost her mind. And you're just like, what was he saying? I was like, oh my God, she didn't block me. <laughs> you know, um, we're just all so interconnected in a way that's so beautiful, so intimate. And the human brain just does not have the capacity to fully understand the gravity of that connectivity. We just don't. But we got to accept it anyways. Death to the old way of being. The old paradigm, the old matrix that needs to be allowed to just wither away. There doesn't need to be a war for it to be gone, okay? It, it doesn't have to be that way. We have other options we can choose. We can choose to begin initiating change now. Now, right? Try this. When you begin to doubt whatever it is that you know you are being tasked to do, ask for confirmation and really be willing to receive that confirmation, okay? Ask for the confirmation and you will be given it. I'd been debating back and forth, back and forth for a week now. Like, should I build it on the property, the land that I already um, have? Should I not? <laughs> what should I do? Should I get a different parcel? What should I do? And then I'm given confirmation that it should be there. And I was already told where it began is where you begin. Where it began is where you build. Where you build is where it began. Just the same thing over and over and over. It's okay to not be 100% certain. So just ask. Whatever way you ask, just ask for confirmation. 
the cycles are being corrected. We had allowed ourselves to participate in cycles that were so detrimental to us, our well-being, our balance, our centeredness, all of that. It's being corrected. It's requiring a shakeup. You are probably going to have a shakeup, okay? Most of us are probably going to go through a period in the next few weeks where it's going to be like, what the actual heck is going on with life and the world right now? What is going on? It's part of the shakeup. Okay. It's time to banish the old way of thinking, the old way of being. It's time to banish that, not your abundance. Stop banishing your abundance. Stop rejecting the very thing that is your birthright. I used to think, because I'm an empath, right? I used to think that if I allow myself to receive, then I'm taking from someone who actually needs because I have this knowing that whatever I need, creation will find a way to provide it for me. But it has to be a true need. I'm not asking for luxury cars. I'm not, you know what I mean? It's a true need. Creation will immediately provide that for me. So because I know that that's my cycle, I feel like if I allow myself to receive, then I'm blocking someone else. And that's so not true. You not receiving your abundance simply means your abundance is just going to sit outside your field. It's not going to suddenly be gifted to someone else. Part of the reason I'm now perfectly fine with this knowing that at some point I will literally be the richest person alive is because when I have that money, I could do with it whatever I want. And if I'm not interested in fancy things, you know how many people I could feed? You know how much medical care, true whole being wellness, not this sick mitigation that allopathic medicine is. I'm talking about true healing. Oh my God. I would be in a position to cure cancer for real. I would be in a position to provide free healthcare for real, completely free. I would be in a position to finally establish global eco villages. Eco villages so large that um, urban cities will empty in order to fill the eco-villages. Mm. That's going to be amazing. So now I'm not averse to being wealthy. Bring it. Bring the whole purse. Give me the purse and the bank. Give me the reserves too. I'll be more responsible with that than what they've been doing. No more taxes. Fuck taxes. Keep everything you earn. Be good people, love each other, help each other. No, you don't have to worry about shelter. I got that too. <laughs> There's no reason for me to be a trillionaire and hoard all of that. For what? I've never been competitive in that way. For what? For what? For nothing. So yeah, make me the wealthiest. And when I'm the wealthiest, I'll acquire all the wealth of all the less wealthy. You know, those that 1%. I'm going to take those fuckers out. I'm going to take their wealth. And then I'm going to redistribute it. Because fuck money. And when you're the one that has the most, you literally could do that. You literally could do that.
Mm -hmm. Like, how would I do that? Well, I don't know. I could find a way to maybe acquire something like Amazon and have it be where if you work there, you own a portion of it. You work harder, you own more. Fuck hourly wage. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you reach a certain level of success and wealth, you can find people to make those plans happen. I'll still be wearing the same clothes, probably. I don't like to shop for clothes. <laughs> I've had this sweater for, like I don't know how many years. It's comfortable. There's no holes. It's fine. And if there were holes, I would sew it. <laughs> it's fine. Really. You know? I have no problem sharing. None at all. None. It's amazing. It's amazing to be able to exist as a whole being with no competition, no comparison, just being, being and seeing other sovereigns and supporting their sovereignty, protecting it, encouraging it. The world is going to change. How do I know? Well, because I was born. Get to a point where you believe that about yourself as well. Y'all. <laughs> fleece lined leopard print is stretchy pants i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> so we seem to have forgotten we seem to have forgotten what's happened with our ancestors and every region for every empire once it's reached its its pinnacle and has become as toxic as creation will possibly allow Bitch has to go. It has to go and something will always take its place. And let me tell you, without sharing too much about my previous lives, I've been parts of those empires. I've been rulers in those empires. And I know how to crumble them. That's why I had to live those lives before this one. <laughs> I know how they function. Yeah. I know exactly which Jenga piece to remove, and the whole thing crumbles. We're getting to a point where there's maybe two Jenga pieces left. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And, you know, when it becomes my turn, I have really shaky hands now. <laughs> Oops. Ethos. We're going to be changing the ethos. Okay? We're going to change the ethos because we choose to. Not because we're forced to, not because we have no other option, not because we're afraid, but because we choose to. Because we as individuals will become so empowered within our own journey that we don't need to do the compete and compare program anymore. And we will choose, excuse me, choose to return to a co-create program. A co-create where the masculine and the feminine sit side by side as equals in the throne room. Okay. Don't participate in those conversations where people are like, oh, all men or all women. No. 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 Not all men. Not all women. I don't want to be part of any of those conversations. 
Those are thinly veiled, hate-filled conversations. It's time to create fertility. It's time to create. We need to allow the masculine and the feminine aspects of us to rise together and enter into this place of creation, okay? Secret. There's a secret being kept. There's plans that we are not privy to. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing the term global citizen. I can't roll my eyes any harder. Concealment. Mm -hmm. Be careful what you participate in. Be careful what you participate in. Be careful what you allow yourself to be you know, bamboozled by alchemist. It's time for alchemical change down to its core code. <clears throat> Why do I think I'm a proper candidate for that? Well, because I do core corrections. That's why I told you I was created for this job. How do I know? What else would I need to remember how to reprogram standing scalar waves without being taught? Down to the core code. Because that's my purpose. That's what I'm passionate about. So let's see. Heed the messengers. Okay. I got to get going for real. Show that you care. Wash away your burdens. Honor Gaia. Time to ground, okay? You have to heed the messenger. You have to show that you care. First, showing yourself that you care. You have to honor Gaia by washing away the filth. It's time for us to ground, to be really rooted in this life and what we are trying to accomplish individually and together, all right? And y'all, please go to soulworksynergistics.com. Uh, you can find on that website my raffle. The raffle is to raise the funds to hire the professional team that will really accelerate and be much more efficient uh, to bring that campus into fruition, the soul sanctuary, the source of all. Mm -hmm. The source of all has, has allowed the ancient ones to begin communication with us again. Okay, the source of all, the ancient ones, we are receiving all sorts of messages from soul that will help us to do what we need to do. These are instructions being downloaded directly into each individual. Your purpose is different than my purpose. There's no reason. Thank you, Moonrock. There's no reason for you to need to have my information or me to have yours. You only need the information you need to get your job done, okay? Yes, Leilani, I'm going to comment it right now. There we go. Um, let me pin that instead. All right. Stay strong. The world and all its leaders are like a raging narcissist, okay? 
They're like a raging narcissist. The deadline for the raffle is April 22nd uh, at 11.59 p.m. And then on April 26th, during the Soul Sanctuary podcast, I'm going to be showing or selecting publicly during the podcast random selection of the winner. Um, if I don't know if I should um, push it out a little bit more or if a month is a good amount of time. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm not sure. <clears throat> Heed your dreams. Your downloads are coming through your dreams. The messages, the instructions, you're on a seeker's journey. You're seeking things out that you need, whether they're people, whether they're situations, um, tangible things. You're seeking out exactly what you need. You're going to be okay. Whether you know what you're looking for or not is irrelevant. You will find what you need. Okay. Change is unavoidable. Change is unavoidable, okay? Don't fight the things that you know you can't win. You can't win when it comes to change. Seek your answers within. Okay? Everything you need to know is already contained within you, whether it's knowing where to go in order to cross paths with the people you need to cross paths with. Oh, Mikaela. That's okay. That's okay. Whoever's path needs to cross with mine in real life will cross with mine in real life. That's okay. Whatever. Let go of the old. Looks like the peacock is turning into a, a phoenix. Nice. Let go of the old. Let go of the thoughts and fears that have kept you far too confined. Just, you know, let go of that stuff. And if need be, stand up and fight. Okay. Yeah, moon rock. Change while walking on your own or be dragged into the change. Yes, exactly. Make sure you're not fighting yourself, though. When you stand up and fight, make sure it's not you that you're fighting. Make sure you're fighting against the things that are keeping you from going further down your path. Okay? All right. This, I've been live much longer than I wanted to be. Michael says to pick a card from here. Fine. Card. Okay. To the Celestial Mountain. Oh my God. Sorry. Sorry. There are times when divine energy is needed to help us achieve our spiritual goals. When you do not feel completely in control of your destiny, the divine is usually gifting you with an opportunity to reach for assistance and to invoke divine power, to call to the celestial mountain, oh, to call to the celestial mountain so that you might be gifted with a far superior outcome. Your permission to beings that love you unconditionally to offer you help is an expression of spiritual empowerment. You empower those forces to come to your aid and help you manifest your life purpose and destiny. Oh my God, this is such a perfect card. This is such a perfect card. You're being asked to empower the divine to help you, to call to the celestial mountain within your own heart, to reach out and allow the divine to assist your current life unfoldment. We live in a free will universe, and no matter how much you are loved, 
In fact, because you are so loved and respected, no being will interfere for you without your permission. This is about giving permission, okay? Do not believe that asking for help means that you will grow weak or dependent and not grow spiritually. You are doing this to grow in your own mastery at a soul level, not to hand over your life and not to take personal and spiritual responsibility for it anymore. As empaths who have a difficult time asking for help, do you understand how powerful you have to become in order to find the courage and the strength to not just ask for help, but allow yourself to receive it? It's not evidence of weakness. It's evidence of growth, maturity. And so now, as someone who's struggled my entire life asking for help, I do ask that you guys share out these videos, share out the links for the raffles, share out the links for all my websites. I cannot do this alone. Not because I'm incapable, because I'm not supposed to. I'm feeling more comfortable with that reality that I need other people to do this, that I cannot do this alone, and that I am not meant to do this alone. And in that, the pathway of abundance becomes even more dilated. See, here's the thing. There's no walls in that pathway of abundance. It's etheric. There's no walls, right? When we all kind of just stand together shoulder to shoulder and fully dilate the pathway of abundance, it's like a Care Bear stare. <laughs> Care Bear stare. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, the amount of light the world becomes filled with when all of us just fully dilate our abundance bellies. <laughs> it becomes an entire platform of light. For my abundance is our abundance and your abundance is our abundance. And there's no fear of someone taking because all we are interested in is giving to each other. There's no lacking. There's no lack mentality, poverty mentality. There's no fear of any of that. None. It's a powerful place to exist. And that's a powerful place to bring into fruition. We got this. We absolutely got this. Y'all, please enter the raffle. One dollar gets you one entry. For every entry, you get another, or for every dollar, you get another entry. There's no maximum amount of entries. If you're not interested in the raffle, if you simply go on Soulwork Synergistics, there's another space on there that you can click on, and it's to just flat out donate to the Soul Sanctuary Project. Um, it says in each description what each campaign is for, exactly what I'll be spending that money on. The raffle is to hire a professional team. The soul work, uh, the soul sanctuary um, donation page is strictly to purchase all of the needed materials and all of that to build the actual campus. So those are two different campaigns. Um, the soul sanctuary campaign does not have an end date. It's just whenever we reach that goal, that's when it will be. If you do not have the ability to donate today or anytime soon, one of the most powerful ways you can show support is by simply sharing it out. 
spreading the word. If you can approach your um, employer, I'm an actual federally recognized, IRS recognized nonprofit corporation. I can write your company a tax deduction, okay? For the full amount that you are giving, I can write a receipt. So if your employer is willing to match your donation or will donate in your name or whatever it is, by all means, I am willing to accept help from wherever the help is being offered, okay? I know we're gonna do this. We are gonna do this. We're gonna go slow and steady on this or, or hot, heavy, and quick. <laughs> I don't know, but it's gonna happen. And I'm open to seeing it unfold in whatever way it's meant to unfold. I'm open to that, wide open to that. So you guys, I really have to get going. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me, for listening to my words. You know, it's just one of those things. Most of my life, no one wanted to hear it. So it means a lot more to me than you realize. You listening to me and actually considering the things that I say, not just blindly accepting, but actually taking into consideration the things that I say, it means more than you could ever know. So please give this video a thumbs up. If you haven't already subscribed, please do subscribe. If you're watching me on Facebook, please share this out. Give it a heart. I want all that heat. I don't just want a thumb. I want the whole heart. <laughs> and share it out, repost, whatever it is you want to do. Invite, tag, send it in their inbox, whatever it is. I got to get going. Class is about to start. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. I'm live today, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube to do expedites. If you want to do energy work, if you want to have a reading, check me out on there. I'll see you guys. Bye, everyone.